Welcome to Marketing Hive, a podcast for helping you navigate the world of digital marketing. We are your hosts, Amy Cook and Kate Smoothie, and today we are talking all about LinkedIn. Uh, now, I'm going to hand over to Amy because she is going to quiz me on my recent journey and fortunately success on LinkedIn so that we can cover it off for you guys and share what I've learned so far. Perfect. Yes, it's going to be like a 101 question roundup because obviously you've become a bit more of a LinkedIn pro. Um, <laughs> I definitely know it's a topic that a lot of people are asking because obviously Instagram's changing so much and things. I think people are definitely trying to use others. So yeah, I think it'd be good to share your experience of how that's worked. Um, I think one question I'd like to ask or what often pops up is how does LinkedIn work? Because obviously we know ourselves, for example, Pinterest, you think is a social media channel, but actually it's a search engine, um, whereas Instagram is a social channel. So I guess, how does that work in terms of understanding the best way to use LinkedIn? So I think with LinkedIn, predominantly is a social media platform, but it is a B2B. So uh, one thing that I have found in being on TikTok, and I have quite a lot of followers who are from an e-commerce background, I haven't seen the same types of success for e-commerce businesses as what I'd have with, say, service-based businesses or um, past businesses in, like, um, selling services or product um, because the audience is different. So when it's business to business, it does tend to be more service providers to other service providers. But ultimately, it's, it's like a business social media platform. That being said, people do use it as a search engine for trending topics to look for someone within a specific industry. I would say that it's not quite as much of a search engine as what they're saying that TikTok is, if that yeah. makes sense. You know how like TikTok's becoming like you'll type in SEO tips to get SEO tips. Yeah. It's not like that. But if you're looking for an SEO specialist, it's the sort of platform where you might type in SEO specialist. Or when there's so the latest Google helpful content update, you might search that on LinkedIn to find out what people are saying about it. So there's definitely an element of search there, but I would say it leans more into a social platform. Cool. So I guess talking on the topic of it potentially being search, obviously, like I know with Instagram, um, the bold kind of part of your Instagram bio becomes the searchable part on Instagram. So how is it best to set up your LinkedIn profile? Because normally people kind of connect in terms of I guess I'm coming from a corporate world in terms of normally you would search because you know the company they work for and then obviously they would come up because they've got that in their profile so how important is it for for keywords and things to be in your profile what's the best way I guess to set that profile up to make sure it's found in the right way as such so the best place to put that kind of thing is within your headline on LinkedIn. So there's a couple of reasons why it works really well. One is because that is picked up within their search algorithm, but other things can be picked up within their search as well. So if you've written a post about something or if obviously you've got your company name and um, within your job history and what have you. So those kind of things work as well, as well as your own name. But the headline of your profile is particularly good to optimize for not just search, but just generally for clicks, because when you are commenting on things on LinkedIn, the first line of your headline shows up underneath your username. Yes. So, for example, the first line of mine is I build shit hot websites that get found on Google. So when people see me commenting on something, it says Kate Smoothie and then underneath they see that as well. And that will hopefully and does seem to encourage them to click over to my profile and check me out and see the rest of my headline and everything else. So there's multiple reasons why you should optimize it. 
I would say with LinkedIn, you don't need to think too much about search. I definitely don't think it's at a point like TikTok is where you really need to be leaning into that because they're leaning into it. Um, I would say you should optimize your headline for clicks in the same way that with SEO, we say that you should optimize the meta description and title for clicks, for example. Cool. Um, Yeah. And then I guess like in terms of, because obviously I know with profiles as well, um, you can add like skills and things like that. So then people can like endorse you and stuff like that. Is that a good thing? Is that a priority as such? You find people do that? So when I first, so I've been on there for about, well, I've had my LinkedIn profile forever. So I've had like this very, very small audience on there of people that I worked with and my job history and that kind of thing. But when I went on there, this is probably, well, four weeks ago now, but by the time this episode goes up, it would probably be more like five or six. Um, When I went on there, one of the first things that I did is made it so that my profile was more optimized for the services that I offered rather than for just like who I was and what my job history was. So you can change your profile so that you are a service provider rather than someone looking for work. And when you do that, you then have a section come up on your profile in gray that says providing services and you can select the services that you provide. So then that comes up at the top of your profile as well. So people will get a glimpse there of what you offer. Um, Then when you know the bit down the bottom you're talking about where people can like endorse you and say the skills you've done and stuff. Um, so I already had a few of those from my previous sort of like when I was doing it for, um, to find a job, but I don't really think it's something people pay a huge amount of attention to. I think if you were looking for work, it probably would be, um, in terms of like, if you were looking for a job, but the main things that people care about when it comes to networking and finding people to work with on LinkedIn are the content you're putting out there, your headline, the services that you uh, mentioned that you offer and your featured section, which can include anything like links, images, articles, what have you. I have links there. So I have um, my free SEO checklist, which is a lead magnet, which we're talking about in the next episode. We're going to talk all about lead magnets and how you make that work. Um, and that takes people through to my email list. I have a link to the SEO Hive, which um, we didn't mention in the last one because I hadn't done it. We hadn't even talked about it then, but I have just relaunched the SEO Hive. So that is now linked there. Um, We have my done for you services and then I have a podcast. So they are the four things that I have linked there because they are the four sort of areas that I want to promote off the back of my LinkedIn. And they're they're the areas that people interact with. Cool. Um, And then obviously we're talking about profile, I guess, quite a bit, but what when we were talking about profile we're obviously talking about your personal profile that you're optimizing do you recommend having a company page as well or would you say that you'd be best to kind of solely focus on your personal I would say so I have a company page because I set it up before I was tackling LinkedIn um I don't do anything with it I literally do nothing with it I've had since I've been posting on there consistently. I've had like the odd few followers come over onto there, but I don't post there. So I would say if you don't have one, I wouldn't even bother because it's not, um, in my opinion, it's not the area where you should be focusing your time. It's personal profiles, the ones that are getting the most sort of organic reach on there. It encourages people to follow you and connect with you on there. So this is one thing that I think not a lot of people realize about LinkedIn is you can have connections, which is basically like Facebook friends, or you can have followers. And that is the same as like a Twitter follower, an Instagram follower, or um, a TikTok follower, where they are just consuming your content. So really you need to be focusing on that and obviously doing a bit of both. So I connect with people who 
if I like their content, then I'll connect with them. But if it's someone who I think, mm, I think you're just trying to connect with me to like sell me something or, you know, you're just connecting with me for the sake of it, then I don't basically is how I kind of do that. I know you didn't ask me about that, but I just suddenly come into my head when we were talking about it because I think it's, oh, sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, no, it's definitely helpful in the respect of what I was going to say about people because it is that thing of how do you, I guess, how do you know who is the right person to connect with or how do you find those people to connect with? Um, Because obviously it's all good and well just going connecting with loads of people but again it's a relationship thing like I'm sure if I just randomly tried to connect with someone from McDonald's they'll be like well I don't know this person why would I want to talk to them so yeah I guess it's how do you build that relationship I guess with people to then want to connect or follow as such so I'll talk you through what I did when I so the first thing I did was optimize my profile and I started out doing what I thought I should do and then once I started actually like reading people's LinkedIn posts there are quite a lot of people on LinkedIn that share LinkedIn tips just the way you have people on TikTok doing it Instagram blah 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 so you can pick up quite a lot like that so what you want to look for is if you're searching on LinkedIn search for anyone that works with like personal brands or says they're a LinkedIn specialist or anything like that and they will have I guarantee you within their last sort of like 10 to 15 posts they will have tips on optimizing your profile because it's like a really hot topic within that industry of people on there um and that's where I picked up quite a few things about how exactly to go about optimizing my profile and also like initial posting strategy so one thing that I haven't mentioned that I do want to mention is that the best type of profile to have on there is a creator profile because if you do that you also then have the option to add a little section that says what you talk about and that is done with hashtags so for example I think I selected like SEO, web design, digital marketing, that kind of thing. I think you can have four or five there. Um, And then that comes up underneath your headline as well. So then again, it gives people more of um, an idea of what you're going to talk about, what you're posting about. And it also enables people to share your posts. So I did not know this. And for probably like a good week, I didn't have that set up on my profile. And people kept saying to me, like, you need to like turn this on so we can share your content. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what am I doing? I've got a clue. But you do kind of just have to throw yourself in the deep end. But yeah, yeah, so if you find these specialists, they will talk you through these sorts of steps on profile optimization. So don't feel like you're furiously scribbling away listening to this podcast, trying to remember everything we talked about, because it's literally a five minute job. It doesn't take long. especially if you've already got a profile one tip that I did think was really useful that I didn't consider was someone on there said take off all of the random work experience stuff that you had on there from when you were using it as like a cv and because I had like old sales jobs I'd done like loads of random stuff and I thought actually like this is so irrelevant like I'm here to promote my brand and what I do now and that there doesn't need to be all this irrelevant stuff on there. So basically consider that you're you're trying to optimize your profile for your sort of like ideal clients and they don't care what job you did when you were 16. Um, yeah. I'm aware I didn't answer your question about, <laughs> about connecting with, but I just wanted to give like an overview because actually that is how I started finding people to follow or connect with and then post to engage with. So I started out looking at those kinds of people um, and then the people that were commenting on their posts were people that were kind of like me or a bit further along who were looking for that kind of advice. And so then I went onto their profiles to see what they were doing and see what they were posting. And if their content resonated with me and I thought they seemed really cool, I would send them a connection request. Um, 
I personally don't put notes when you can put a message with your connection request. I was just going to say, do you put something when you ask to connect or do you just kind of request? I just ask to connect, but um, that's because I feel quite confident that they're going to see my little headline, which is like optimized to encourage people to want to click on my profile. And then they're going to go through my profile. And if my content is, so I tend to only connect with someone if I'm like, yeah, you seem like someone who would like, like my content as I like yours. Um, Or if, if it's someone say, who's very inspirational to me, I might just follow them. So that's kind of how I weigh it up is it's a little bit like it's, I guess it's a little bit like Facebook friends. I know there's no alternative option, but you know, like you don't just add, I know some people add any old random person to their Facebook <laughs> friends, but I do not. Like, you know, whether you, you're like, oh yeah, we went to a party and we talked and we got on a right. So what now I'm going to add you as a Facebook friend. Like that, just connect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I have seen quite a lot of different like tactics used with it. Like you get people, um, I had a few of these where people were like, so you only get a certain amount of connection requests a week. I can't right. think how many it is, but you only get a certain amount. And then they stop you because obviously the idea is you're not meant to just like connect with the entire world on LinkedIn. Yeah. So you get these people and they'll message you like, I've used up all my connection requests, but I'd really, really like to connect with you. And um, please, can you connect with me? I never connect with those people because I'm like, how is it? Because the, the post, the message they're sending you reads like it's copied and pasted. So it's like you're just probably every week maxing out your connection requests, everyone you see. And if you do that, you're going to end up with a, with a feed full of people that you're not really interested in their content. It's a little bit like Instagram. You know how like everyone used to follow back? It's like when people stop doing that. Yeah, and it is probably a bit like legal, like Instagram have changed their feeds. Like I don't use my personal account very often, but my feeds changed that like it was like content Instagram thought I might like, but it's all people that you, I didn't have a bloody clue who any of them were. And I was like, yeah, it made me get off of Instagram, my personal account again, because I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this person do this or whatever. Um, yeah. I guess it's that same thing. So, talking on the connecting to people, how are you like, because obviously it's LinkedIn is slightly, I guess it is a bit like Facebook in the way you've got, you know, your, feed where you kind of see all the people you follow and connect with and stuff like that or any kind of like related articles and things like that and then obviously you've got your profile so obviously on your kind of like feed you're going to see all the stuff that like other people are posting or any kind of like related articles and things but how are you going out there to find new content new people to connect with like say for example you thought I really need something for sales funnels. How would you go about finding that information to then find people to connect or, or I guess, again, like potential clients in terms of, you know, if you're using LinkedIn to find clients, what are you searching for, I guess, to try and connect with those relatable people? So this is the part that I couldn't find too much guidance on so what I did was I started out in the comment section of like those people that were teaching like LinkedIn tips and there were other people kind of like me but from different industries quite a lot of copywriters are on there 
um, quite a lot of, well, actually, to be honest, a lot of digital marketers is what I ended up finding. And I was like, okay, cool. Like they're my people. I'm a digital marketer as well. Let's connect with them. Yeah. And then I probably spent about a week or two where I would post on there every day. But mainly when I was going on there, I was going through the comment sections of these new people I'd connected with and finding more people to connect with. Um, basically keeping it that it needed to be someone who I genuinely thought was interesting, someone who I wasn't really, I was considering, is it someone who would be a client, but not always. Sometimes I'd be like, okay, they might not be a client, but like if they're a copywriter, a lot, a lot of copywriters um, who I sort of connected with on there have messaged me and said, oh, people ask me for a web designer all the time. Like, are you interested in like a referral type thing? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Um, just in the same way that people always ask me about copywriters, it's no different. Yeah. Um, so I kind of saw it as like, if we're all in the same digital marketing space, they're all going to be interested in my content. I'm going to get an idea of what they're doing. And worst case scenario, I could get like some referral clients. Um, but then what I actually found was once I had started to build up that kind of network around me who my content resonated with them because they're in a similar field. <laughs> the dogs <laughs> you just can't we can't go an episode without something actually I think the last one I edited them out but <laughs> we'll just go with it it's fine I'm just getting like an applause <laughs> um yeah so basically what happened was a couple of those posts picked up traction and when like sort of it's so I guess you would say it went viral, but I think of like viral posts as like TikTok, like, yeah. you know, 100,000 views, whatever. It yeah. wasn't quite as extreme as that. I think one of my posts got like 20,000 views. And obviously considering I was like really new to it and I'd connected with maybe like 400 people on there or whatever, I was like, wow, okay. I'd say that probably is the LinkedIn equivalent of that. Yeah. Um, and then I started getting people coming into my space who were interested in my content or me because of what I do. And that's when I started to get an idea. And so actually I don't, even now I really only connect with people who I think their content is cool. And then I guess I get people connect with me who think my content is cool. And some of those people are people like me and some of those people are potential clients. Um, but the nice thing about LinkedIn is that the feed isn't only people you're connected with, it's also anything they've interacted with. So what has yeah. ended up happening is, let's say I am connected with a copywriter and she comments on my post, someone who follows her has that come up in their feed and then they see my post and they're like, actually, I'm interested in a web designer or I need SEO and this person obviously does that. And so that's kind of how it I guess you could say it's like part of their algorithm, but it's not as complicated as like a TikTok algorithm where it's like, do this and this might happen and whatever. But it is just that basic thing of like, once you've got that network and those people that are commenting on your content, new people will come aboard and find you that yeah. way. Yeah, no, I think it's really good as well. Because like you say, a bit like if we go back to like Instagram and things, they say to comment on people's posts because then obviously their followers see your comment and might yeah. want to click on your profile and so forth. And I think that is a good thing with LinkedIn is you see obviously the people you follow, but then again, it shows you what those people have liked and what those people have commented on. And it's the same as if you go on your own profile, it will show you like obviously everything you've kind of engaged with in terms of, you know, yeah. the posts you've created as well as other things you might have just reshared and stuff like that. Um, so I guess what's the rule or if there is a rule of when it comes to content, do you find that you do a lot of kind of like 
repurposing, resharing other people's information and content? Or do you do a lot of your own posting as such? So I do, it's pretty much all my own content. So I started out repurposing my TikTok videos. Um, and that was all I was doing. And then as I like consumed more content on there, I realized that text-based posts still do really well on LinkedIn. And also the same, like a text-based post with a selfie or with a random picture of whatever. Like, so for example, I think I had a post do quite well on there about the podcast and that was just like yeah. the podcast cover image. Um, and that was, so that was mostly like the, the text on the post, obviously. And then the image kind of like it's eye grabbing. So that's what gets people to stop and read it. Um, so all types of content, that we're currently creating on other platforms work quite well there so a lot of it is probably repurposed if I'm honest or sometimes I might have a TikTok video that does particularly well it might not do that well on LinkedIn so I'll turn it into a text post or if I've written an email I might turn that into a LinkedIn post what I've found now because it's become TikTok is still like my number one promotional marketing platform but LinkedIn is now my number two marketing platform and um, because I have found that I now create videos for TikTok and then I also write a text version of it for LinkedIn and then I take that text version for LinkedIn and I expand it out to be an email at a later date and I'll expand it out like maybe to be a blog post or I say that like I ever update my blog an SEO that never updates her blog but I have good intention to turn it into a blog post at some point um and that and that kind of thing but before I was doing it the other way around but now I'm like actually because they're my two main platforms and I want to make sure I'm on them posting my best content for them I use them as like my starter points for the other stuff yeah um yeah but what I have found on LinkedIn is educational content works really well same as it does on TikTok and everywhere else but people also love a personal story on LinkedIn yeah. Like, so one of my posts that did really well, and it was completely random. So my oldest, who Amy saw on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, naked. Always fun. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it was so funny. We we cut it out of the episode, but he came running into the room totally naked. And I was like, oh, <laughs> going to have to stop. Um, so he got me up one morning at like quarter to five because he hates sleep um and he uh, so anyway I was sat there with him he was on his iPad having some breakfast and I was sat having a cup of tea and I took a picture of the table and I posted some totally random thing on LinkedIn about being up really early and how it was really nice spending the time with him but I really wanted to go back to sleep um and that I was spending that time where he was on his iPad catching up with LinkedIn comments yeah. and it didn't do like it wasn't my 20,000 like super viral post but it had like something ridiculous like 8,000 views or whatever yeah. and like loads of likes and comments and I was like fuck like why do people even care about this but people love that over there yeah so, I think so it, as well yeah. I was gonna say like I guess it is because again you are doing it on a personal page so it is kind of connecting to you personally and I think people do probably you know if someone else is a business owner juggling that life as well it probably relates to them in terms of they know you know what your situation is relates to them so then again it helps in terms of making new connections you know whether that's a client or just a you know business buddy as such it's a topic that can relate as such yeah and I think and it was a lot of people that were like oh I'm a parent too and I feel this or whatever and it yeah. was just yeah it so that kind of thing does well there whereas I think on TikTok 
if you're on there as like a business owner posting like educational content, I have, so I've tried to repurpose the other way. It doesn't land because it's not what people are expecting from me there, but yeah. on LinkedIn, people really like it. So I would say they're the two types of content to lean into is sort of like personal stuff, but you have to be careful over there because you do see some absolute bullshit. Like people who are like, I'm trying to think of an example I saw the other day because Amy and I said that we were going to talk about LinkedIn and I was like, I need to talk about this on the podcast. But it was basically someone um, talking about how they like lost sales that month in their business, but that they were happy about it because it meant blah, blah, blah. I'm trying to put this like bullshit oh, positive spin yeah. on the phone. And, and, it, and loads of people were like, yeah, like championing them. And I just thought, what a load of shite. <laughs> there is no way that you are happy that you've lost sales, you've lost clients or whatever it was they had done. And I thought like, you maybe it wasn't true and they just wanted to write like a viral post or maybe it was true and they're trying to put a positive spin on it. But people really like lap that shit up over there and that is not me. So yeah. I don't lean into that kind of thing. But if you're someone that likes to put a positive spin on something that isn't really that positive, <laughs> feel yeah. free. Yeah, I don't know how I deal with that. I was going to say, I, I mean, I've uh, had my busiest month, but I still lost clients that makes me sad. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> exactly. Like, I had a week, like last week, I had so many calls, and a lot of them were off the back of LinkedIn. We, Amy and I were talking about this before, but then, like, a couple of them were people that then, like, were never going to go anywhere. And I thought, oh my God, I had such a busy week. I really burnt myself out on these calls. And then, I did get clients, but not as many as I thought I was going to get based off the back of the calls. Um, I'm not going to go on LinkedIn and write about how that was a great experience. <laughs> I've been sitting here with Amy brainstorming how the hell I can take less calls like that. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. Um, but it works really well for some people to post like that. So that, that kind of thing definitely lands as well if you're into it. Yeah, cool. Um, and then I guess the other thing that we've talked about, because I think we've kind of covered quite a bit on terms of like profile, which one you should like recommend, connecting with people and stuff, and then posting. Um, I think a good thing as well to come away from this podcast in terms of posting is from your story already. And something that we both always shout about is repurposing. Obviously, mm. people are so scared about adding more channels and more things to their work at the moment, but you well you've just easily summed it up that you know you've created a tiktok that's turned into a linkedin that can then turn into an email and then when you've got time turn into a blog <laughs> um, never going to become a blog but we've all got to have ambitions <laughs> but and i think that's it isn't it it's just reminding yourself of kind of like what you've currently got to then think how you can reuse that to test it out on a new channel and things um to see if it works for you and then like you say, if you find educational content's not doing as well, maybe try and lean more into the personal side of things and stuff um, and find the balance that works for you. Um, mm -hmm. One Absolutely. thing I want to talk about, though, is obviously because you've got normal free LinkedIn, but then LinkedIn Premium. Do you use LinkedIn Premium? Do, uh, have you used it? So I have currently got it. I just paid for it after like a free trial. I can't remember whether the free trial is 14 days or like a month. It might be a month. I highly recommend signing up for it. Um, the main reason I like it is because it gives you an open profile. So it means when people find you on there, they can see your entire profile. So obviously they can still see your posts and stuff already, 
but it means they can see everything like your services work history they can find out like more about your business if you so you should definitely have like your business in um what is I'm trying to think what the name of that section is called your work history in the experience bit yeah so they can see all of that stuff like any recommendations you've been left if you've been endorsed for any skills all of that kind of stuff so um I highly recommend it for that and also you can then take advantage of in-mail credits which is where so the idea with connections is then you can private message each other and if you want to private message someone who isn't a connection I think if you've got mutual connections you can but if you haven't got any then you can't so it's really really handy if you do want to do some outreach on there and reach out to people um I haven't used that so much if I'm being completely honest I have had people use it with me and some people have used it very successfully with me um so there's definitely something to be said there but I wouldn't like to give advice on it because I have not really like gone into it too much but the people that I found that so I actually had someone today message me on it who's a web designer who is giving up his freelance business to go back and work for a company and he's looking for another web designer he can hand over some of his clients to who he does regular support for so he used it for that to be like Kate are you interested in this you seem like skill sets match blah 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 so if you're if you think that you're going to want to make like connections like that, or if there's someone who you don't have mutuals with, especially when you're first starting out, it's a really useful tool to have to be able to make those one-on-one connections with people. Um, but you obviously do have the option if you're not, if you're not on premium, you do have the option where you can send someone a connection request and you can send them a message in there. But the difference is you might end up like they can just reject the request without seeing your message. So you can't yeah. guarantee they're going to see your message. Whereas with in-mail, it pops up as if they're a connection already. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely something to be said for that. But the open profile thing is the bit for me that I think makes it worth it. But there are different levels of LinkedIn premium. I think there's a higher level that has got like sales navigator and stuff. I haven't used that. And I think that is mainly for people that are like hard on recruitment or selling via the platform. Whereas... I haven't gone down that route. So I don't do anything salesy on there. I'm literally just like, same as TikTok, same as Instagram. This is me. This is my content. If you're interested, I'm a web designer. Check me out. Yeah. Yeah. And I have seen a lot of success. Like business has, for all of my moaning about last week in the calls, business has been super, super busy. And in terms of effort and time and amount of posts on there, I've had more leads from LinkedIn than I have from any other platform where I've had the same like level of involvement you know so I think that is worth considering I think like my second week on there I'd already made like a thousand pound off the back of very good yeah off the and it was off of one post yeah so it is so so worthwhile doing you but yeah like obviously you can repurpose and make it easier for yourself I don't I don't think you need to be going out there and creating like unique content for it immediately yeah, no, that's cool. Um, and just quickly off the back of what you were saying about like premium, um, and I guess this goes for general anyway, um, to kind of like round off the podcast episode, but like etiquette around DMs and like messaging people. Because obviously, like, I guess if you're premium, it gives you the opportunity to then go and directly message people. But there's got to be you know an etiquette around messaging people that you don't know so again what is what would your recommendations be on that in terms of building that relationship to make people connect with you and stuff so I 
I think I'm like so paranoid about people thinking that I'm trying to sell to them that I barely ever start a DM conversation, which is awful because lots and lots of people do on there and we end up having awesome conversations. And I know I should get better at that, but I'm just, I don't know. I have a bit of a thing about it because from like the Instagram days where people would be like, oh, like, like three of their posts and then comment and then reply to their story and all of that, you know, like it just made me feel so like ick, the whole thing. Um, so I'll only really DM someone if I'm like, you wrote an awesome post about this, or I think you're really cool, like where I'm being really genuine, like fangirling to someone. Yeah. Um, but I get a lot of messages from people who will be like, Kate, like you you suggested this, this thing and it was really cool, or they'll be like, Kate, like I've wanted to connect with someone like you for a while, like let's chat or whatever. Um, everyone's kind of got a different approach, but it's very laid back. So I think this is the thing I was most shocked about because it seems very, very corporate, but then actually once you're in there and you start creating a network of people like you, it's really chill. Like I've, I've got, so I've got LinkedIn up to the left now of this podcast. And I've been, so this is something I don't really advertise too much, but Amy knows. So I don't smoke, but I vape. And I got onto this conversation with this guy about, he was talking about his vape pen. And I was like, oh my God, that's funny. I vape as well. And we talked about flavors that we liked. And he's literally just messaged me like, I tried the apple and black herb menthol vape flavor you recommended today. I'm never going back to another flavor. And that's the kind of conversations that I'm having on there. Like it's very, it's casual. It's yeah. no different to what you would have on Instagram or anywhere else um and so that's kind of what I I I like and I think a lot of people like I have had some really awful sales messages on there and initially I would reply and be like I'm not interested and now I just completely ignore them and don't bother and I think the general kind of agreement over etiquette is you shouldn't be jumping in someone's private messages and trying to sell to them very much the same as Instagram um and also there is one thing that I do want to talk about, which isn't really, doesn't really seem to be a problem anywhere, but like LinkedIn and maybe Twitter um, is like the gross guys who will message you and be like, hey, you're really pretty. Yeah. You get that kind of gross interaction on LinkedIn. Um, I've been really lucky that uh, my network of people so far are pretty cool most of the time and not like that and anybody that I think is going to be like that I just reject their connection request but you do get you get really good at knowing who's going to be like that after a little while and you just don't accept their connection request and you just there hopefully you don't get the messages but I would recommend if you get anything like that to just archive it and not even open it so they can't even see that you've seen it um, but it's pretty rife on LinkedIn. So I'm part of a group of people at the moment and it's called hashtag chats up fines. And they're actually, so we'll, I'll, we'll put this in the show notes. They're actually moving over to Twitter soon as well. And they basically put together a movement of um, women like creating videos and reenacting these awkward messages that they get from these men. And there's some hilarious videos on there. Um, so I definitely recommend like following that and checking it out. Um, but a lot of it is from LinkedIn. Like yeah. people being like, hey, I want to get to know you. Like, you know the kind of stuff yeah, I'm talking it's about. So cringe. It's horrible. It's so cringe. It's so, so horrible. I've only friends are like when they do that. Like, I've had it before where I've actually had it on Instagram once. Yeah. Um, very rare, but I have had it on Instagram and I had someone messaging me. And it's really hard again because sometimes when it's on a business account you don't want people to like block you or something or really f up your your business yeah. you try to like be a little bit polite to start with and then 
yeah, I had this person, they looked, you know, legit, they didn't look too strange because normally you know the strange ones. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I had it. And then in the end, it got from like chatting about business to then him being like, please, can I call you? When can I see you? I'm so in love with you. And I was like, oh, God. Dude, no way. You don't even know me, you weirdo. <laughs> Oh no, like that is the problem though. You and I've had it on Instagram as well before, but you don't get it anywhere near as much. But wow. I don't want to dress LinkedIn up as being awful for it because it's not. If you get the right network of people around you, you don't really end up like in front of too many of those people, but you do get the odd connection request where you're like, I know what you're about, man, and I'm just not <laughs> gonna accept you. Um, but yeah, so that is something to watch out for, is all I would say on that front. If you're a woman, if you're a man, you'll be absolutely fine. Yeah. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that because, because you might not be, but it's definitely, I think, more of a woman's problem on there right now than anyone else's. No, that makes sense. No, I think it's really good to cover LinkedIn because even from my experience, and I think my fear with like using LinkedIn is that I've always had my corporate brain on with it. In terms yeah. Of, it's always been like you work for a company, you connect with the clients of the company. So then that's kind of how you would use it. So it's kind of, I guess, good to know it is lax. And I guess like it's positive to hear that there's those conversations on things like vaping and stuff like that. So you can actually yeah. be yourself and not this different version of you. Because I think sometimes people do fear that in terms of, I don't know, they might be one person on Instagram, but fear that they're going to have to be this really professional different toned brands for LinkedIn because it's a more corporate site um I'd so actually yeah. argue that I am my most authentic self on LinkedIn I think yeah because I don't like with TikTok I'm pretty authentic on TikTok but for example like so on LinkedIn I swear on almost every single post that I share on there literally I must drop the f-bomb <laughs> at least once a day on there like I don't, I don't and I know I've sworn on this podcast but I'm like I'm not gonna like make this absolute filth where like Apple podcast puts like a parental advisory sticker on the episode or anything I'm gonna try and keep it a little bit PG but yeah and people love that as well because I think so a lot of people on there will censor their posts and I'm just like fuck it don't censor your post just say what you want to say like yeah. kind of thing so that again works really well and I think that's how you can create like a not by swearing, but by being true to yourself, yeah, it it definitely helps. But with TikTok, I think I'm a little bit more wary because I'm like, oh, what if the algorithm doesn't push my post out because I've said like shit in the first like thirty seconds or well, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I definitely don't think you need to be corporate on there, and I think if you're not, you'll attract more people. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, cool. Well, I think we have probably covered everything for this podcast episode on LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, hopefully, obviously, everyone who is listening has enjoyed the episode. I know there's been a lot of people asking on my Instagram and things about it. Um, obviously, if you have any further questions in regards to LinkedIn, then you can reach out to myself or Kate um, on other social medias and things like that. Um, and again if there's anything else you want us to cover in terms of the podcast then do reach out as well otherwise hope you listen enjoyed listening <laughs> I know I know that we would normally refilm that but I think we should being true to being authentic as we've just been talking about I think we should leave it in <laughs> yeah, <I agree>. yeah? <laughs> we're gonna leave on that note all right bye guys <laughs>